This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the pilot. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike. It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I am your host, covering everything sport, international and local. Hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in around the world. That's Pulse95, Pulse95Radio.com, 95FM, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority app, or even if you're live on Instagram at Omar Duri. Hope you guys are having a blessed day. And I have a great show in store for you today. Now, we all like a good story when it comes down to the underdog, but how about trying to fight for your place for 10 years? 10 years trying to fight for your place and actually no hope in trying to achieve goals that you could probably imagine and then you win a cup final. Any idea who that is? Text us 4215 or do or slide into the DMs at Omar Duri on Pulse95. Now guys, that's one thing. The FA Cup final just happened. Arsenal fans, you won something. Chelsea fans, you didn't. And now it changes the whole scope of things now we're going to be talking about the managerial strokes and how it went tactically and strategically for both managers coming into this with very similar uh, backgrounds very new to the job both exploring a lot of different ideas and reaching a cup final in their first season so we're going to talk about that the NBA is back that's right uh, basketball fans the NBA is back how do you feel about that how has it been for you since returning from the COVID-19 era let's say that is back and I'm also taking all your questions and your answers for the whole show um, you got Maria Life Tarek Shekha FAH Amna Spicy Tarek uh, Francie and, and Invictus as well Saad Alia my favourite national team under 15 she's not 15 anymore She's I think she's 17 now but just mentioning her and giving her a big shout out Adil of course all the way from Jersey uh, tuned in on the halftime show and actually before I forget here we go yesterday I was working out you know trying to stay fit albeit with one leg and I kept getting called out in the session so Ryan this one's for you my man thank you for looking after me yesterday and of course everyone else was in the session let me see if I can get the names right Terry Joe Richard Kareen, oh my god, everyone's gonna give me so much stick when I get back. Um, who am I missing? Oh man, and there's always gonna be one as well. Mustafa, I did not forget you, Mustafa, and everyone at the RBO. There you go. If I haven't, guys, I'll see you tonight and you can tell me all about it. Stay tuned, guys, for more on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Salam. Welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. I'm your host, coming everything sport, international, local. Now, I want you, the listeners and the viewers, to be 
trying to put yourself in this in this position. I've got a character here. He's an athlete. He's someone that was put in a few situations. Some people don't know this. He's the longest serving player in the Arsenal team. However, it wasn't all plain sailing and fun and games for this player. Why? Because of the the mentality, the failure, the success that he recently achieved after a chain of events that could have shaped or broken his career. Now, a lot of the times when you're involved in sport or even in life, you have to make decisions and you have to make decisions based on your worth, based on the belief that you need to have. This is a player that for 10 years, 10 years has not had an opportunity to shine, has not had an opportunity to 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 progress in his career. Now, here is what I want you to do. I want you to picture yourself in this person's shoes. He's been on loan a number. He's been on loan seven times, seven times. And for those that don't know what on loan means, it means that when you're at a club or your employer and they don't include you in their plans, you can go on loan to gain experience. Now, for 10 years, he's been on loan at Oxford United, Sheffield Wednesday, Rotherham, Wolves, Hetafe, and Reading. And in that time, he could have easily left because he wasn't getting the opportunity he required. Now, we enter lockdown and it happens where COVID-19 hits, where everyone has to go home. Everyone has to be isolated. You have to train by yourself and everything. Now, I want you to picture this. Arsenal have a number one goalkeeper in Bernard Leno and in having so he is by far the number one keeper and has been since he arrived. As soon as that happens, this player and this athlete starts to train really hard at home. Now after 10 years of the door being shut in his face, finally he has the opportunity to train and train not because he knows he's going to play because so far uh, the situation is unprecedented. We don't know when we're going to come back. Arsenal do come back and against Brighton, the number one choice goalkeeper gets injured. Once he gets injured, this is an opportunity for Emi Martinez to step up. Now during lockdown, what people don't know is he was training extremely hard to the point where his wife had said, why are you training so hard? You know, it's lockdown. And he said, I need to take my opportunity if it comes. Now, no one would have guessed that a freak accident like it did against Brighton would happen to Bernard Leno where it would be a serious injury. Emi Martinez steps in and takes his opportunity and is outstanding for the remainder of the season, possibly being a huge part of why Arsenal reached the FA Cup final. Now, in doing so, for those that don't know, as soon as this player starts to get a few games, his agent starts knocking on the door and saying, this is great, you're playing really well, where do you want to go next year? Now, very easy for us to say, he can go here, he can go there. However, as a footballer, as an athlete, or even as a person, you tend to get distracted by the attention that you get. And this is where I want your, your ideas on. This player ignores his agent, knowing he's always been a number two for the last 10 years. He's also the longest serving player, which means he's been there the longest out of the whole squad and he's never ever talked about. We reach the FA Cup final as Arsenal do, and when they do, he plays a huge significant role winning and obviously resorting to tears. So many things with this player relates to everyday life in the sense that football is a cruel game and an injury can make or break your season. In this case, it has, it has made his season and now is in a situation where he has to decide whether he's going to stay at Arsenal or move on as a number one. That is the question for today. What would you do as 
As Emmy Martinez, you've waited for 10 years for your opportunity. You've got your opportunity. You know that you're not the number one, but you have fought for it. And all of a sudden now, you are in the place where you can actually call yourself an Arsenal player. That's what I want you guys to think about. It's very, very interesting because a lot of people have different different approaches. It would have been very easy to give up. It would have been... How many times have we been in a situation where we keep trying, we keep trying, we keep trying, and the door keeps closing and closing and closing, and in doing so, we kind of divert our attention elsewhere. That would have been a very easy choice. However, he didn't. And also, making that choice with three managers in the same season, having played for Argentina under 17s twice and the under 20 team five times. Emi Martinez is now 27 and at a stage in his career where he has to make a decision what's next for him. What would you do if you're Emi Martinez? All the things you have battled and faced up to date has been a huge, you know, credit to your personality. His wife said, why are you training so hard? He said, in case the opportunity comes and then the opportunity does come and he takes it. And he's a fan favorite now already and you can see how much it meant to him by being in tears by winning a cup final. To many people, that might not be a big deal because they're saying, yep, cup final. But let me tell you something. When you're actually in that environment, your life is on the line and your future is on the line. And some people haven't won trophies and some people haven't experienced finals. And that is why it's so interesting where this leaves this personality because he's been so humble and so gracious in victory, in defeat. Throughout his career, he's now able to put himself in a position where Arteta has a huge headache, his manager, on who's going to be the number one next year. And how is Arteta going to handle and manage the personality of Emi Martinez now that he has shown what he can do? He has said no one joins to be a number two. This is now something that is huge and I, I say this to everyone out there because we've all been in a situation where the door has been closed be it work be it social life be it family friends you name it we've been there where the door has been closed and this athlete right here has been back and forward for 10 years until he got his opportunity one month ago and in doing so has already done what a lot of people haven't even under the managers of Tottenham like Pochettino and all these people they haven't been in in the in the position that Emmy Martins has been and you know what sometimes they say good things happen to those who wait persistence and when opportunity meets preparation success happens I read that once before and it stuck with me for life that is the story of Emmy Martins I hope you enjoyed it and coming up next yes Arsenal fans yes Chelsea fans we are going to be talking about the FA Cup final and where it went right and wrong on the only place to be at three the halftime show on Pulse 95 is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire then! What a goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! <laughs> It's 
It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host covering everything sport, international, local. Wow, Arsenal have played in the FA Cup final against Chelsea. Probably the underdogs, Arsenal, coming into this. What did you guys think of the game? 4-2-1-5, hit the salat or do, or slide into the DMs at Omar Duri and let me know what you made of the final. Now, many, many things coming into this final in terms of strategy, in terms of tactics. Let's try and dissect it together as we get through this segment. Now, coming into this cup final, very rare in the sense Mikel Arteta, the Arsenal manager, was up against Frank Lampard, the Chelsea manager. Both their first season, if you want to call Arteta's eight months a season, where joining in December following Unai Emery and Freddie Jumberg is awful start. Now, saying that, many things in terms of being a tactician, being a strategist, taking decisions to the other team was coming in. If we look at both teams coming in, I would say Chelsea having finished fourth joint on points with Manchester United and making it into the Champions League would have been slight favourites, especially coming into the form of Pulisic, who was their danger man coming into this. And also, Olivier Giroud is tendency to play very well against Arsenal. That was something that was very, very interesting coming into this in the psychology. Now, however, on the other side, David Luiz was playing in an Arsenal shirt and this season has been suspect to say the least. Mikel Arteta has brought out a tune of him, but that saying that, that was something that every Arsenal fan, I'm sure, would have been terrified of. Now, with looking at this thing in, in, in breaking it down tactically and strategically, so many things was, you know, worth having a look at. Firstly, Oliver Giroud uh, playing in that role that he normally plays in to hold up the ball, forced Arsenal to play a high line, knowing the pace would be lacking. However, what Chelsea did, which was very interesting and started off much better than Arsenal, was the ability, rather than having a 4-3-3 with Mason Mount and Pulisic out on the wings, having them both as false number 10s in the hole. The idea and the strategy was for Frank Lampard to bring those two players as the ball gets played through the thirds to be able to break Ceballos and Jack's midfield. In doing so, they would isolate and expose Arsenal's weakness, which is their defence, especially David Luiz. Rob Holding stepped in for Mustafi and we had Tierney, who was outstanding throughout the game. That worked early on and that forced... Arsenal to be on the back foot conceding a goal very early on and Pulisic was the main man as we predicted coming into this game now in doing so that was tactically very very well put by Lampard because he knew that that would be Arsenal's weak point I think Arsenal and Chelsea were both you know that guy at the gym who's stacked upper body and the defence on the legs is weak I think that's how Arsenal and Chelsea both came into this game very very good up top and then when it came down to the defence and the lower half nothing to stand on and so that is how I see, you know, Arsenal and Chelsea coming into this. Lampard started off better, but you know what's made a big difference since the restart, project restart? These water breaks, I like to call them tactic breaks, because as soon as that happened, Mikel Arteta spoke to his players, managed to game, um, you know, assess everything that happened in the first 22 minutes and restore order to be able to get Arsenal back on track because Chelsea were the better team in the first 22 minutes.
minutes. Now, saying that, it was no coincidence that the best defender in Chelsea, which is Aspilicueta, pulled up with a hamstring because Ainsley Maitland-Niles and Aubameyang tested him four or five times on full sprints down the left, and that caused... Aspilicueta to go on the back foot which normally he's very well known on moving forward and crossing the ball to Giroud which we've seen so many times in assist and goal ratio. Now by Arteta doing this he changed the whole game by isolating Aspilicueta running backwards forcing him to unfortunately get injured. Now by him getting injured that caused a lot of problems and in doing so that started off Chelsea's downfall because their captain and inspirational uh, leader was taken off due to a hamstring injury. That was the first stroke of genius when it came to Arteta. Obviously, he wouldn't have known that Aspilicueta would get injured, but he knew that he would be forcing the mature, experienced player backwards. Doing so, that started to change the game. Zuma moved over to the right, Christensen in the middle, uh, forcing Rudy to play on the left. Now, that was the first part, which was great by uh, Arteta. Now, saying that, there was a lot of decisions that went against him, but one thing I have to respect is Frank Lampard. After the game, he did say we weren't good enough rather than blaming the referee, which is probably the easiest thing to do, especially the second yellow card for Kovacic, which wasn't a yellow card and neither deserved the sending off. VAR plays a big part in that, and that caused a lot of problems regarding the the, the flow of the game. 73rd minute, that's when the second yellow came in and changed the game. I hope you're with me so far. Plenty, plenty to talk about on this. Now, also saying that, in the past, Arsenal have been accused of having quite a soft belly being quite soft and not being able to man up against the other teams when you look at this this game and you analyze and really dive into it when Chelsea were committing several fouls 14 to 3 if you really want stats Arsenal responded back with a lot of maturity yes there were some dodgy decisions there in terms of the free kicks however what I will say is that's something that Arteta has restored in the team now don't get me wrong plenty for Arsenal to do and they definitely need need players and they need to get rid of a lot of players but one thing I will say is when you have the same car and a different driver it's normally going to drive the same way if you get what I mean and Arteta has managed to to get in the car with the same engine with the same car and drive at least on the right path and that's why in terms of management there's very very positive signs in our both both coaches have a lot of potential and both coaches will be a force I actually think Chelsea will be able to challenge City um, next year especially if they identify that defense and saying that instead of spending 80 million on habits if they actually spent that money on Koulibaly or someone where they'd be able to organize their defense that would be very very impressive and they would have Kante's back and they would have Mason Mounts and Pulisic and all these players be able to really show the talent that they do have so hard luck Chelsea fans this isn't an Arsenal show this isn't an Arsenal takeover but we won the cup so I'm very very happy with that and I will say an extraordinary cup final it could have gone either way Chelsea finished fourth Arsenal finished eighth but Arsenal take a trophy something that Tottenham haven't done for a very long time and that's how we're going to wrap up but coming up next guys NBA fans who's the king and who's the prince of the NBA since has been back. Let me know. 4215 or slide into the DMs at Omar Duri on Instagram. Let's do this. Peace. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Aduri. Oh, he loves the pilot. What a goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. 
It sure is that time. It's the halftime show. Though Mal I'm your host, covering everything sport, international, local. What a day! We're feeling the vibes and the energy in the studio. If you missed the last show, we had Erij on the show, national team footballer at the UAE women's team. It was amazing. It was great to have her on. Actually, we, we got a chance to speak and talk about things. I hope you guys have had an incredible eight as well. And thank you everyone who's tuned in on the Instagram live at Omar Duri. Um, great show in store. If you're missing what's happened so far, we spoke about you know having the door shut in your face as an athlete as a human being whether it's at work I mean we've all been through it but for having that done for 10 years and not having the opportunity to shine the personality and the story of Emmy Martinez if you don't know check it out uh, or even listen to the podcast actually when that comes out SoundCloud Spotify Apple and Rami um, Emmy Martinez had the door shut in his face for 10 years being told he wasn't good enough having question marks over his ability and his future from everyone friends, family, people that don't know him, his agent, and he stuck at it and he made the right decision. And sometimes it's quite a shame when you have a look at, you know, uh, people making the wrong decisions and, and not fulfilling their potential. And that's why I really like the story of Emmy Martinez. So that was in segment one. In segment two, we spoke about the Arsenal-Chelsea FA Cup final. We broke it down tactically and strategically. I tried not to be biased, but Tottenham fans, haha. Um, so that, that, was, uh, that was regarding that. And of course, now, you know, NBA is back. NBA fans, where you are, I know you always be looking for your basketball. NBA is back. How do you feel with, you know, the return of basketball, albeit with no fans? Is something missing? That's another thing. Um, you know, Westbrook helped uh, Rockets edge the Bucks. You had the Raptors, they topped LeBron's Lakers. Uh, Warren celebrates special night. Um, everyone talks about the king, the king of basketball, and kind of LeBron, you know, takes that mantle. I think everyone can kind of agree on that. Maybe not LA Lakers fans, but I think everyone generally can say that LeBron's got the king status. But when it comes to the prince status, the, the, the future, are we looking at Kawhi Leonard? Are we looking at Zion? All these people, why isn't Zion playing enough? That's another thing. You know, when it comes to nurturing young talent, normally we say, you know, let them play. They got no fear. I don't understand why coaches be holding athletes back when they've got that drive, when they've got that potential. I don't get it. Guys, tell me, man. Message me on 4215 or do. Who's the prince of basketball? Basketball is back, albeit with no fans. How do you feel about this virtual thing as well? I was going to say virtual thing. How do you feel about this virtual, you know, fans being in stadiums and having their, you know, expression come up on the screen? I, I don't know, man. I'm, listen, I'm grateful sports is back. That's something I'll, I'll say. And it, it was killing me when I had no sports. So so that was something I'd definitely say has been missing. But I'm kind of looking forward to... I've heard murmurs that we might get 30% occupancy back. I know the American football is going to be back and I'm probably trying to get a guest on there who's a, who's a sports lawyer who has an inside scoop on what's happening in, in NFL and things like that. I'm going to try and pick her brain because the fans are going to be back for that. Now that's interesting. The US and the UK are a bit different to how things are out here so I'm kind of interested to see how that would go. UFC has been back with no fans 
Champions, you can hear the coaches, you can hear, you know, the, the, the staff that are there. Uh, you saw Ed Hardy, not Ed Hardy, sorry, Dan Hardy get at it with a referee for making the wrong decision. So many things. Florin, all the way from New York, is saying VR fan is a crab, but we need to be able to be thankful that the players want to play. Zion is a kid and needs to grow mentally for the NBA. See, I agree with you. I agree with you, Flo. I think Zion does need to grow for NBA, but the way to grow is to play. And when you play, sometimes you can coach someone and show them videos and tapes and everything. But when you actually play, you learn through the experience. So I would like to see Zion thrown in there and, and see you know how he responds. Michael Jordan was the same. He failed many times, and that was kind of his stance. Now, albeit he is a talent that you know is, is, is one every million players, but still... You know, people don't always have the first best season, but they learn through it. You know, there's there's mentality, there's drive, there's hard work, there's all these things. Perseverance, we spoke about Emmy Martinez, taking him 10 years to reach a cup final. There's so many things that kind of define a player. And when it comes down to Zion, and when it comes to Kawhi Leonard and all these up-and-coming prospects in the NBA, I'd like to see them thrown into it with the big boys to be able to show their talent and showcase how, how far or how close the level is. Sometimes you don't know until you're in it. Shout out to Banner as well. I see you on the Instagram live. Um, and that's what I would like to see. 4215, who is the prince of the NBA and why? Let me know. Slide into the DMs at Omar Dury. And coming up next, we take your questions and answers for the session today that we're doing online on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 995. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. On Pulse 95. 95. Oh, he loves the pilot. What a goal. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show, though. Mal Duri, I'm your host. Come here, everything sport, international, local. Thank you so much for tuning in wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Charger Broadcasting Authority. Normally, the YouTube, I'm not sure what's happening with that at the moment, but we are also live on Instagram, so that's great to have that interaction. And you have been throwing in your questions. Hatem, what do you think about the altercation between Lampard and Klopp? Passion and normal in my eyes, but for the watching public. I think, to be honest, Hatem regarding that um, Lampard knew what he was doing uh, the, the stadiums normally are full of 50-60,000 people where even I've played in stadiums that had 200 people not even that many and I could hear what people were saying so I think Lampard wanted to kind of show that he's got a bit of Mourinho in him and and show he's got the personality in the fire but you know what Klopp was very reserved he kind of laughed off and then was called arrogant and I kind of think sometimes silence makes people even more aggravating I think that's why Lampard reacted the way he did I hope that answers your question I don't really I don't really think you have to be vocal about things to be able to uh, to, to make your point sometimes being quiet actually hurts even more uh, dinner with Flo remove Luis and replace with Boateng I don't know if that's any better Florin again I mean you gave me that that statement about bail and this, you're not doing yourself any credit today my bro uh, dinner with Flo you know they sleep yeah they do sleep bro and I've seen you play at college level and you were top top pro I watched Interplay for the first time after the FA Cup and man I was pleasantly surprised I agree with you Murad 100% 
And you know what, guys? That That's the thing. It comes down to it. Personalities, game management, and everything else. It, it plays a big part, not just in sport, but in life. And speaking of a big part in the industry, we've got Mikey. Have I got his microphone? Yes, Mikey. What's up, Mikey? Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? Alhamdulillah. It's been a great four-day uh, long weekend. Yeah. Been able to recover, been able to rejuvenate. And uh, the best part about a four-day long weekend is uh, a lot of stories start piling up. Big announcements from movies to video games. And uh, that's what Afternoon Karak will be covering up today. Uh, some announcements from uh, Netflix themselves. Mm-hmm. They'll be talking about two video game adaptations that they're working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, one uh, that is the Splinter Cell series as well as the uh, the Good and Bad. Sorry, the... Um, what's it called? The Good and Evil. Okay. These okay. are games I'm sure you're like... I'm trying to... I'm trying to... A little, you see, where you're about sports, <laughs> and it goes way over my head. <laughs> With you, games is like way over. Yeah, I play FIFA. <laughs> Actually, I was going to ask you about Football Manager because that's the only game I kind of play from the football. Um, I've, seen, I've seen some gameplay footage. Uh, it's very strategic. Yep. You know, I think if uh, someone like me can get into it, you know, um, the whole point of a video game is to ease people into any type of genre, whether it's sports, whether it's action, adventure, horror, stuff like that. It's all about game design and how to get a player into it. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. Uh, besides that, also, we got some updates on the Amazon Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. Uh, some major characters from the original trilogy will be showcased in the series, the original series that Amazon is working on. Still no updates besides that, but be sure to tune in for all of that and much more That's on the it, Afternoon Mikey. Cut-Up. Mikey, I also want to ask you one question before I, before I let you go into your fantastic show. Yeah. Um, now, the PlayStation 5, mm-hmm. okay? Um, a lot of people have said it's premature to get it early. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've obviously done your research and done your homework on this. Would you advise the half-timers to jump on that now or wait? I'll be honest. Yeah. No rush. No rush at all. The PlayStation 4, even the Xbox One, if you're using any of those, the library of games, the roster of games you have on it is tremendous. Mm-hmm. And it's it's great to have a new generation of, of consoles coming in. But uh, in terms of the library of games, the launch titles are just going to be a few in between. Maybe it won't satisfy all of the uh, people out there. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they'll just be the FIFA 2021, they'll be the NBA. But besides that, you'll have to wait a bit longer until the library of games really get flushed out. So no rush at all. Take a year or two before you actually get yourself a next generation console. And by then... A year or two? I don't... It's, it's fine. Because, wow, okay. Because the PS4, I think there's still so much playability behind it. You can really spend a lot more time on it before you jump into PS, PS5. And again, really no rush at all. I like that. And there you heard it first, guys. But guys, make sure you tune in to Afternoon Karak with Mikey and Aishel. Marzmi, they are unbelievable. I love these guys. And also, I actually love one or two things on my way back. It's always my drive back. When I'm driving home, I'm listening to these guys and I'm always picking up something that might actually do you the world of good. So make sure you tune into that, guys. And remember, you can catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, 3 to 4 on the Halftime Show. That's me, Omar Duri, and Mikey Mikel Atiyah out from the Halftime Show. It's full time. Peace. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3pm.